Welcome back to another very special episode of the Experiential Travel Podcast, a podcast where we interview hosts that just do experiential travel right. They are hosts that offer experiences to allow their guests to disconnect in order to reconnect. Today's guest is the definition of experiential travel. Uh, the amount of experiences they offer on their property is just amazing from zip lining to jacuzzis to paddleboarding to like literally everything. Uh, their property sits on four acres in Colmont, Tennessee. When you walk outside their cabin, it's literally like you're engulfed in nature. It is incredible. I've never been there, but I, I could tell you that if I was in Tennessee or even anywhere, I would make a trip to this cabin. It looks surreal. I am so excited to have this guest on. We are going to learn about all of uh, his tricks and tips on how he created this property and also his plan for expansion because that's the name of the game here is to get that first property up and running but then to expand. I'm so excited to have our guest on today, Ryan Duggar. Thanks Lex, I appreciate it. I'm, uh, I'm happy to talk with everyone and uh, yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been an experience, you know, it's, it's been a journey to um, Every, everything from finding this property and then making it what it is today. And yeah, it's uh, the future is exciting too. So yeah, thanks for having me. I know that you're an experienced Airbnb host, you and your wife. I want to know the iterations of how uh, Colmont Cabins came into fruition and basically the, the birth story of Colmont Cabins. Yeah. So, you know, me and my wife, we own a real estate photography and videography company. So we shoot tons of properties. We have a team of photographers. We go out around town here in Chattanooga where we live. Uh, it's about an hour from our, our Airbnb, the Colmont. Um, and we get to see a lot of properties. You know, we're, we're doing probably 40 to 50 properties a week where we get to go in and, and we shoot it for either for sale or a lot of them we actually shoot Airbnbs and rentals. And so we, we have a good pulse on real estate homes and we, we deal with agents and we, we kind of get a, a cool inside scoop on uh, what the market looks like, what housing looks like uh, from a view that's kind of different than, you know, we're not an agent, so we're not threatening to, to agents. We're actually partners with them, but we're also not just home shoppers on the outside, kind of like what's behind the lines. So, you know, we've got, um, we moved here about 10 years ago. We started that business and uh, me and my wife had already bought a home in Nashville that we kind of semi flipped and sold and we loved the process. And we just got into, uh, you know, all right, real estate can be a tool for investing. It can be a tool for kind of pushing your, your, um, you know, your money forward. You can take, you know, some investment money, and move to the next one and build it, do something a little bigger and then take that, sell it and do something else, you know, and it was around those, you know, in those years where Airbnb became really popular and, um, you know, we, we had a pulse on the market. We thought, all right, Chattanooga is such a great town to have an Airbnb. We have the river, we have Tennessee river that goes right through the town. Uh, we have two mountains, you know, that are kind of downtownish. Um, a lot of people come here to, to be outside, to be outdoors, to experience the outdoors. Um, so we thought, you know, this would be a great place, not knowing enough probably to say, all right, let's jump into an Airbnb. But we kind of, we were comfortable with the risk. We, we had set ourselves up for less risk, being able to pay as much cash as we could for our first rental. And we bought a little house, uh, kind of downtown Chattanooga, um, and that's where our Airbnb story started, you know, probably um, six, seven years ago. And, you know, it was a tiny, tiny house. Um, I basically, we had not very much money. Uh, I was building the furniture for this place, if that tells you anything. <laughs> I was building the place. Wait, hold on. I have a quick question in there. I want to know the mindset that you and your wife were at six years before or uh, six years from now six years before this, yeah. uh, the mindset with getting into Airbnb, you were shooting properties already at this point? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we got to see, you know, I guess, you know, the market had was changing a lot here. It, it, uh, you know, we had seen it change in Nashville where we were from. So moving from Nashville here, we kind of saw that, that growth 
um, at a slower rate, you know, maybe a few years behind what Nashville is doing. Chattanooga was also growing. So we saw an opportunity to invest, you know, near, near town where we could see the market shifting and we could see agents, you know, we could hear the discussions about, all right, you know, prices are really starting to go up and, um, yeah, we, we came across a house that an agent, a friend of mine who's an agent showed me, um, and this house was, was, uh, I think we got it, uh, for around 85,000 and this was a, that was mm. a very small house, um, it needed some work, but a lot of it by cosmetics, we could, you know, make it operational and then some of the big things we could you know work on later and i mean we put a lot of elbow grease into it uh we worked hard to you know make it what it was and we we only had so much uh cash that we could use and like i said we were we were building furniture we were um researching how do we market this thing the good thing is with us already being involved in marketing homes um for real estate, we kind of had an idea of like, all right, we knew what we do with photos. We knew what we would do with video, social media. Um, yeah. And, and then with the Did you have was, an idea of doing this as a short-term rental or as a long-term rental when you bought the first one? Yeah, we talked about that a lot. And, you know, Airbnb was, um, you know, it, it, it was something that for Chattanooga, it seemed kind of to be new cutting edge like not a lot of people had um investments that they were you know pushing out and um so chattanooga being one of the smaller markets one of the newer markets we decided you know what we think that we could get a better roi if we do the short term um and so that's what we went for and uh yeah it really took off uh we were kind of surprised by the numbers um it uh, is funny because we had two little little kids. I mean, they were youngins, and we would take them over there. We were cleaning. We lived about 40 minutes away, and we would go and clean the Airbnb, and the kids always dreaded it, and we'd let them watch movies or whatever. So we started calling it Funville. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so we would just say, hey, we got to go clean Funville. And even though it was not actually fun for them, um, it, it's, it was just cool to see how that, changed over time and how the kids started to enjoy going over there and what it actually became. It, it became the start of a big change for our future. So little did the kids know how much that little Airbnb and just starting by taking that small step was going to change the rest of our lives in the future. Um, mm. So, you know, eventually we could have a real funville, which is the Colmont now. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So you get your first one. And then how many do you, did you have before Colmont? So, so with that one, the first one, um, we had it for about a year. Uh, no, we had it for two years. And we had someone offer us cash because we had we kind of thrown it out there on Facebook uh, in some private groups that we were considering selling that. Uh, we kind of, we, we loved it, um, but we, we wanted to really do something a little bit different and be able to take that cash and move into another investment. So, um, yeah, we had someone offers cash and pretty much doubled what we paid for it. Um, with a cash offer two years later. So, um, yeah, so then we took that and, uh, we ended up investing in a home where we had an Airbnb built, um, as a part of the home. So we had, mm we had our home and then we had a kind of like a hallway back door bedroom separate airbnb attachment so it could essentially be a um you know um oh gosh what do they call it uh like a know, house hack yeah so where where you where you live there uh like an in-house host i can't remember yeah, yeah. the wording on airbnb but um yeah so then we had that one um we eventually sold that house we moved into another house that we had custom built. Um, we did the same thing there. We For a while, we were doing this to where we would have um, the Airbnb as an attachment to the home. It was great because we could clean it. We could save on the cleaning fee. Um, 
you know, and, and we did that for a while. And what we do is we found that in a couple of years, these houses that would gain enough equity where we could take that cash and do something bigger and nicer. Um, and so it was when we sold that probably third or fourth one that we had, we took that cash and, and bought the Colmont, um, which we just happened upon. So we were actually looking at a tiny home community. So, um, a few years ago, um, there was a tiny home community out about an hour away from us. Um, and they were selling lots and you could basically buy one of their homes that they, um, have pre-built kind of, um, or you could build a custom home, but you had to kind of go through some hoops to do that. Um, that didn't work out and we were kind of bummed and they were selling fast and we just, you know, it, we couldn't get it lined up the way we wanted, you know, we couldn't get the lot we wanted and all these things. So we were kind of bummed, but I was, you know, I was always watching the market. I was always watching like what hits the market you know, kind of keeping my eyes out because we still shoot so many properties and our photographers are out there and we're hearing, you know, oh, this could be a cool property. This could be a cool one. And we just couldn't find the right place. But it was a few months later that um, I was looking on Zillow and I found, I came across a property that just had a map drawing, had nothing else, just had like kind of scribble. And I'm like, what, what is this? Uh, but it showed two lots and it said it was a very short description saying it was on the water. And I just had a feeling. <laughs> and I'm like, something on the water. Um, we we got to go look at it. And so me and my wife drive, drove out there. And, um, yeah, that that lot that we uh, bought the Colmont was $85,000 it was listed as. And it oh, had way. a little fishing cabin that was, I mean, it, to it totally needed to be redone. But it had... Uh, two acres uh, on the water and was just magical from the moment we stepped on it. We were like, yeah, this is it. Um, and since then, there was two acres next to us with a cottage on it um, that about a year later, they sold that to us. So now we have the four, four acres with the cabin that we remodeled, and then we have a cottage next to us on two acres also on the water that's uh just waiting for us so that's incredible what a, a amazing find and i love the fact that it was listed on the mls with just a hand-drawn scribble <laughs> yeah yeah isn't it isn't it pretty amazing when things just align and like that i mean you don't hear stories like that often where you are able to you're in the market for something and something like that appears in that type of condition, but then it takes it takes someone really, really special to be able to see that and then say, I know what this can be and what we can turn this into. Yeah. And from definitely to the vision. <laughs> to see Yeah, it. and it, and it's it's tough, right? It's tough to be able to have that vision and because this is such a new industry in the in the bigger sense of it where trying to explain what you're doing to traditional bankers is extremely difficult so trying to get any type of lending of saying no no, no i know this is rinky dinky and i know that long-term rentals might not be profitable here but when we put the money into it and renovate it it's going to cash flow incredibly trying to explain that to a traditional lender is very difficult in our experience oh, so it's it's amazing to see the uh, the entrepreneur have a vision and then execute that vision in such a beautiful way is is super super incredible. Now let me ask you this: When you guys saw the cabin, did you already know the design that you wanted to to have? No, I'm, it, it actually took a while. So we uh, we closed on it in uh, January of 2020. And we know what the rest of 2020 looked like. So um, it was it was wild because we all we knew is that we needed to close on the property. We wanted the property. We wanted to close on it as quickly as we could. So we closed in January 2020. And as we were kind of 
you know, we were okay with kind of like taking our time and make sure it's done right. We take our time and then we know COVID kind of steps in and changes everything. And it actually ended up being of, uh, you know, let's hurry up and wait for a while mm-hmm. and see what happens with COVID. And, but I'll never forget it because it was, the cabin was in good enough shape where we could go and we could, you know, sleep on the floor, kind of like a glamping in, in, you know, in this old rustic cabin. I mean, it, it needed a lot of work, but it was good enough where we could go in there. We could take the kids. We could sleep in the floor with our sleeping bags. Uh, we have all the land where we can go out and be on the water. And it was kind of like a getaway. It's like 2020 was, was tough for us, and it was, it was tough for a lot of people. And it was a, a great place for us to go and relax and get away, um, which kind of, I think, helped give us the vision for, like, this is what we want it to be for other people. We want people to come here and just the worries melt away. And so that kind of influenced our design decisions and, um, and everything we, we did, uh, yeah, later in 2020. Amazing. How did y'all, uh, you like that? How did y'all, I'm just throwing out my, I like that. <laughs> my tenant, my tent, my Tennessean <laughs> accent over here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how did you guys, or how did y'all, uh, finance the property? and get like get into it in the beginning of 2020 yeah so uh we did a renovation loan for most of it um we you know and we were talking off camera a little bit earlier i like we we have a mindset of really liking to cash flow things um we we really like to pay cash as much as we can and uh a goal of ours is always to to you know get the cabin remodeled and pay it off as quickly as possible and just have that mm. cash flow coming in and then move on to the next thing. We kind of, we, you know, we're probably a little bit more risk averse than, than a lot of, you know, real estate type investors, but we're okay with that. And like we, we've had, we've had so many homes where we bought and sold and fixed up and sold. And, um, I think now, um, we're, we're really just enjoying the process slowly. Um, you know, I, th- I think it's easy to, to be impatient and just move on to the next thing. But it's uh, for us, it, it's really like an experience of getting to learn this cabin and how it's going to do in, in the space and, and renting and then really, you know, build up that nest egg and then move to the next thing and kind of do it again. So that's that was our mindset. And um, yeah, I mean, so we we. We did the renovation loan. Uh, we we put a lot of cash. Did you do the original eighty k in cash? Uh, so that one. So no, we actually we did do a loan for that. We did um, a secondary home loan for that, uh, and then for the renovation, we did a, a lot of cash combined with the renovation loan, um, which we're paying down rapidly rapidly right now. Um, so we can eventually cash flow it, and uh, yeah, so that's that's the goal. Um, yeah, I think, I think all in it, it was 85 and then 135 for the whole renovation of the property. Um, it's small, but you know, we had the, you know, we we were building in the height of COVID. So prices were skyrocketing and (laughs) we decided some of the decisions we made were like, you know, we didn't go cheap on a lot of things. Like we, we, we said, all right, we're doing cedar, like cedar's more expensive than it's ever been. Let's do all cedar <laughs> decking and siding. And we did Trex deck outside. We're like, all right, it's, it's almost the same price as the lumber. Let's do it. Let's just do it right. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, this, this cabin was very special to our family. And I think especially like having gone through the year, spending time with, with our kids there, um, you know, we really created a bond with it. And so I, I think even when we were renovating it, we're, you know, we're, we're not going to try to cut costs or anything like that. This one's different than our other Airbnbs. We're trying to just get it to the market, get some cash flow. And um, this was kind of a mix of both. Like we want to, we want to rent it. We want to share it, but we also like, we cherish this place for our family. We want to be able to go out when, when we want, you know, and block it mm-hmm. out. Um, we actually kind of use it as a, a ministry tool as well. So when people have things that they're going through or friends or family, like we've been able to send people out just randomly and say, Hey, take a couple of days at the cabin. Um, you know, and, and I think that's also kind of some of the benefit to, you know, not taking on so much risk is you, you, 
you don't have to make a certain amount. You're, you're kind of, you're easing that up a little bit to where, you know, for us, we strongly believe in blessing others with that property when we can, you know, and, and so it's, it's been a great thing to have where, you know, we've had people that are fighting cancer and we're like, Hey, you guys need a weekend, like go out. And, and it really does, it, it changes people, you know, they get out there and they just are able to, to release and, and yeah, relax. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been a blessing in that way. So that, that's kind of, that's how we, you know, got the cabin renovated and, and got it going. But yeah, we, we try to pull out as much cash as we can. Ryan, that's beautiful, man. I was just actually in a conversation with a guy that I'm, I'm helping consulting with and we were discussing that exact same thing and he wanted a property that cash flowed a bunch. And I, we had, I had, I basically made him take a step back and I said, look, what's your five-year plan for this? What's your 10-year plan for this? Is this a property you want to pass down to, to the kiddos? Is this a property that you want in the family for a long time? Or is this a property that you just want to cash flow and then in two or three years want to flip around and sell? And I think it's so important to have that concept in mind when you're investing in these type of properties because just like what you said, you were able to take your time because you knew that this was not only going to be a cash flowing asset, but also a service facility for you and your family and and for your and your loved ones. And I think that that's so powerful to to keep in mind when you're investing in these type of properties is is this just for the cash flow just to rent out or are we doing this for our family as well to keep in the family or and to offer our family and friends as well and so i think when people design their stuff that takes into consideration because it trickles down to the materials you're go you're going to use if it's just for a cash flowing asset you're not going to be putting cedar Right on everything and use the nicest deck and stuff. Right, you're gonna you're gonna try to limit the materials, use good products, but also on the cheaper end, so that because you know it's going to be in and out, you're not going to be there most yeah, of the time, absolutely. and it's just going to be commercial uses. And I think that there's a level of um, craftsmanship and thought and uh, energy that goes into a property that you're going to stay in, and I think that drastically shows uh, for guests when they stay there. And I, I can talk about my personal experience when designing our properties. There is a difference between how our Airstreams rent out and our homes that are not designed and created by us and then how our homes that are rented uh, and designed by us. Just the, the income level is different. And I think that's amazing. Now, people have, a, in my personal opinion, a better experience in our in the homes that we design and we've created. But uh, from a monetary standpoint and from an experience standpoint, both are elevated when you put your own touch and care into a property. And so I think that that's a beautiful uh, little piece of info that you added there that I, I resonate with just wholeheartedly. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the design. So you got, a, you got into a property with 80K. First off, that's incredible. I mean, you know, I, I'd love, I'd love to find a property for eighty k to get into. That's like a dream. I, yeah, I couldn't um, do it a second time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I do think that, I don't think that it's impossible to find though. But I think it's it's being able to be in a market, continuously looking and knowing what you're looking for, and then being able to when it comes onto the market to snag it at that time exactly and i think that, that takes a level of preparation but it also takes a level of like instincts and guts and luck and everything combined into one right and so walk me through i kind of want to know more about the design process of you buy it in 2020 covid you say this is covid's tough this we're going to take our time with this we're going to design this you spend a significant amount of money renovating it walk me through kind of the design point of um, how you guys aesthetically designed it. Yeah. So, you know, we walked in that place and we knew, okay, this is a, this is some guy's fishing hut. I mean, he comes here, he fishes and just, um, it definitely, you, you've got the bachelor pad experience. Um, you know, there's, 
there's plywood for walls. Um, there's holes. Uh, the the toilet room, uh, the shower and the toilet were so tight that my shoulders touched the wall to sit on the toilet. I mean, it was <laughs> it was quite the experience. We laugh about it now. The kids, uh, the, yeah, they would they would see spiders and scream in there, and it, it was. You know, it was so small. It's you know, four hundred fifty square feet, roughly. Um, how are we going to take that and make that that small footprint what what it is already and change it? You know, we couldn't totally overhaul it. We just that it, it already had so many. The bones were in place for the most part, um, and it had some characteristics we wanted to keep. Um, so we wanted to keep that cabin feel, but we did want to want to make this layout. All right, where how is how is this going to feel bigger? You know, how is it going to feel open? Um, you know, I think the first thing we realized is well, everyone wants to be outside when we're here. Um, it, that's the that's really the star of the show is the water that surrounds the property, the the acreage that that you're on, the beautiful pine trees. Um, the geese that fly by the, the front of the cabin, uh, the ducks that walk up, you know, it's, it's so beautiful outside that we said, let's take, let's take the experience outside and do some, mm. some very large decks. And so that's what we did. We did, uh, like a, a two tier decking out in front of the cabin that really can be a, a whole other experience in itself. Um, you know, we, you know, cause it's up higher in the mountains. It's, it's about, you know, we get some hot summers here in Chattanooga, but it's always about 10 degrees cooler, um, at, at the Colmont, which is great. You know, in the summer it doesn't get above 90, which is awesome. Uh, we, you can actually, and it's all shaded so you can sit on the deck and eat, you know, it's something we really can't do here in the summer. So we said, all right, the deck, we can put a dining table out here. We can have bench seating. We can have a couch, um, a fire pit. So all that you can have just outside on the deck. And you can look at the water, see the fish jumping, see the geese flying by, and really just take in the outdoors because um, it's just so open out there. Um, with that, you know, we, we always wanted a hot tub and we always wanted to do, you know, we, we had looked into saltwater hot tubs for a long time and and really wanted to go all out with that. So we we got one of the nicest hot tubs we could find uh, for seven people, a hydrotherapy saltwater hot tub. And we decided, all right, that's going to be right outside the bedroom on the deck. It'll have its own private deck where you can sit there and watch the sunset, uh, which that is actually right in line with where the sun sets at night. So um, all of those things were taken into account, you know. Um, so... That added so much square footage to this property is just all the experience that we could add outdoors. Um, and then with a little bit of configuration, you know, raising the roof a little bit higher, um, reconfiguring the bathroom, we cut out half of the closet um, to make room for the bathroom expanding just a little bit, just enough to where <laughs> shoulders don't have that. So, um, yeah. And, and so I think when we did, we called on some design friends, like we've got so many connections in the industry just from relationships with doing photography. They, you know, we called on uh, a great friend of ours, Debbie Sue, who, who was our GC. She, she really like, she always did her own properties. She does all of her own flips and, she decided to kind of come on and help us with this project. And she was great at bringing on people who, who could really see the vision. And a lot of people enjoyed working out there, you know, it's, it, it, if you can go to work and I mean, some of them even brought a tent and they, so they would camp out and then they'd work on the cabin. So, um, yeah, it, it was really great. And it, I think having people we knew being able to take that project and, understand the vision i think it's that was important with this property um being how special it was to us they were able to take our ideas and and really make them uh come to life and uh like i said we wanted to keep the the cabin elements as much wood as we could keep you know we 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 knew we wanted a loft in there for for our kids for our two boys to kind of crawl up there and have their own little space um 
you know, and we, we wanted a clean, modern design, but still keeping that kind of rustic cabin feel in, in different spots. So um, we had rainbow poplar ceilings, so beautiful, but we had to take it all off because there's no insulation in the cabin. So we had to take all of that off, put insulation in, do the electrical, and they put it all back. So to be able oh my goodness. to take that off and to save it and to put it back, I mean, it, it took... It took a level of touch that's just not like slap it up, you know, tear it down. Um, everyone was really intentional and thoughtful with with the cabin. That, and that was a great part of it is, um, you know, it, they really took care in, in the pieces and the elements we wanted to keep. So, you know, it turned out great. The fact that you were able to keep certain elements of the previous cabin, I think that those are the stories that no guest guest gets to hear but when you when you're there you're like yeah like yeah, yeah. we were able to do that That's, uh, yeah it's the special things it's, a, it's the little things that it's you things. you get to walk in there and, yeah. and, and see that's pretty amazing i want to talk about uh real quick uh, it sounds like everything was already zoned and, and permitted correctly because it, it was a pre-existing structure did you have to run into any permitting issues or anything that was that came after you purchased yeah, you know, so that was one of the benefits, I think, to going out further from a major city. You know, you, you find these rural pockets um, where there's not a lot happening. Um, Colmont's a very small town. It, there, it, you know, the population, it, I mean, it's, it's a tiny little town in Tennessee uh, up in the mountains. And it's one of the smallest towns in, in that county as well. Um, you know, once, once our GC looked into, you know, permits that she would need to pull, I mean, it, it was basically, you guys do what you need to do, you know, <laughs> there. And I, and I think that's, uh, I think that's something though, that, you know, everyone that's kind of getting into this industry, if, you, if you're getting into Airbnb, it's, it's especially important. We had lots of hurdles when we had Airbnbs in town and even more so now, and, and especially, you know, the closer you are to town, uh, the more permits, hurdles, uh, things you're going to need to make sure you've got in order. Um, and, and I think that's one of the benefits to going out further. You know, if you, if you go out a fur, if you go out an hour from a major town, it's kind of a sweet spot. You know, you're, you're close enough to where you, you can draw those people from the city, you know, to come out and experience, uh, what you have to offer. Um, and then you also get the benefit of there might not be any permits that you need to worry about. <laughs> um, it was great because I, I didn't think we would even have city, uh, you know, sewer or city water, but we in, in electrical. But we actually do, even though it's so rural, it, we kind of got the best of both worlds, um, you know, with with not having to pull um, many permits and uh, yeah, having, having to jump through hoops. So, yeah, it's pretty, pretty great. Well, that just led me to my next question and segued pretty pretty phenomenally what is utilities and the fact that you're tied into all city utilities is i mean you're you're playing you're playing uh you're playing in the major leagues with that <laughs> yeah. I know that we're uh we're completely off grid and it's just <laughs> we have to like haul all wa our water to our property every single week. It's a, just a nightmare. That's, Being off grid is genuinely a nightmare. Oh, uh, that's tough. Yeah, we we have. So uh, uh, I said city sewer. We actually do have septic out there, but that's the only yep. thing we have to worry about. So yeah, we yeah. and believe it or not, they just brought uh, um, they brought. Um, Oh, high-speed inter internet, the um, fiber optic out there. And I'm like, we oh have fiber goodness. optic out here now, and that was yeah. you know, probably y'all. Y'all, y'all are just bougie. Oh man. yeah, we're bougie now. <laughs> it's totally <laughs> changed everything. So yeah, uh, it's pretty oh, that's crazy. I, yeah, the the off-grid though, you know, there, I think there's some there's some benefits to that. You know, knowing that you've got you've got the control. You know, you you have. Um, you're providing what you have, you know, you're not having to rely. So, I mean, it, you know, we've even talked about, Hey, you know, we could even do one off grid property out here, you know, just mm -hmm. to know we have some lights on, we have, we have something happening. So, um, yeah. Yeah, there's some benefits we, uh, to both, I guess. 
if we weren't in the Grand Canyon or like near the Grand Canyon, we would for sure find property that's connected to to city. Um, there's a couple little nuggets in there that I really like. I think that I call it the 60-30-10 rule, 60 minutes from a big city, 30 minutes from a final destination, and 10 minutes from civilization. And I think the uh, Colmont perfectly fits that. And in the sense of you're out away from the world and a big city, close enough to get supplies and anything you need, but you still have that nature type of feel is is pretty special. Um, As for utilities, I love the fact that you were able to uh, already have everything in line. Now, in your second cabin, are you having to do a septic unit or are you just tying into the normal, the first septic unit? Yeah, it, it needs a new septic unit. It's going to have to be its own septic unit. So yeah, that, that'll be the, the second property is, you know, it's something we're still kind of going through talks on what it's going to look like. We have no idea yet, but it's, it's pretty exciting that we did, we do have, you know, a second, um, cottage that's that's there waiting to be renovated um and we actually have a a third lot as well that's that's empty on the water so we've got a third lot that's just waiting for something to pop up so you know we might uh we might have to put a stargazing home next to you uh, we'll we'll have to talk more about that for sure yeah man um okay so i call it experiential travel because it's not a place to stay overnight and like a hotel you're not you're not just staying over and a place to sleep you're you're really staying in a property for the experience and for i i say to to disconnect in order to reconnect and uh to basically have these lifelong uh, memories with your families and, and loved ones you have tons of experiences on your property walk me through the ideation of all of your experiences and kind of what you offer and what you think stands out the most. Yeah. You know, I think there was a moment that other than the first time we walked on the property, the first time me, me and my wife walked on the property, we knew it was special and we knew that it it was funny. We both said like, man, we just feel so relaxed all of a sudden, you know, uh, your mood changes. It just, you just shift when you can, not hear cars buzzing by and you know all the noise that you hear in the city it's that that's it's, that's an experience in itself um but there was one time that that's a moment i'll never forget and we would take our kids out there our our two young boys and they're kind of at that age where you know things things can be boring you know if there's not something to do and, you know, it's one of the reasons we wanted to buy the cabin in, this, in the first place is like, hey, we want to get these kids outside more, you know, like it, it's so easy to get in a routine and, you know, they're they're doing video games or, you know, they're going through, you know, they're doing their homework, video games or, you know, reading books inside. I'm like, you know, let's go outside, you know, when you live in town. People say they want a free range chickens. The new term is free range kids. Free range kids. Yeah. Let's get the kids out there. You know, they need to be grass fed. No, (laughs) Um, (laughs) get them out there, you know, and we heard complaints, you know, they're both like, Oh, this is so boring. What do you guys want to do out here? We're like, Hey, we're just relaxing, you know? And it was funny. It, It was a few times we went and then one day it just clicked and our boys flipped a switch and I saw them like, digging in the mud down by the water and i'm like all right they're not digging in mud kids but i like that that's good and then they're (laughs) they're on this debt like uh dock that we have it's an old dock it's you know it needs a lot of work we did a little bit to kind of make it manageable but they're up on the dock and i see them all they're both talking to each other and we're kind of far away and they're just looking at the water and i could tell they were getting ready to jump and i'm like no they're not going to jump in the water with all their clothes on. I mean, they had rain boots on, but they had all their clothes on and they're just looking. And so I pull out my phone and I start recording because I thought they were going to do it. And then Max just jumps and boom, mud everywhere, water everywhere, (laughs) covered. And it was just like, it just changed. Everything from that moment changed. And then they just kept taking turns, jumping off, boom, and mud everywhere. And we're like, wow, like they really just embrace this outdoor 
uh, living all of a sudden. And from that point, they just love going. They, they love, they love going to the cabin, being outside. And I just love seeing them run around and, and that's special. And I think it, it really just shifted everything for, for us and our view for the property in the future is that we want everyone that comes to be able to break through that wall, uh, no matter what it is. It's, if there's a wall of stress you know, that, that it's the everyday grind that you're going through, you know, break through that, relax, get in the hot tub, watch a sunset, you know, turn off your phone, put it away, like really just embrace the outdoors and to embrace nature. And so that's, that's, that's what everything is for us there and what we gear, you know, um, so you'll even see there's no TV in the cabin. You know, we, we've had a few people message like, hey, where's the TV? Like, no, you don't want the TV. You know, like go outside, experience. And it's funny, a few of them, they would be like, yeah, you're right. Like, didn't even miss it. You know, we thought we might want to watch a movie or something. We didn't even miss it. We, um, you know, there's waterfalls close by. Um, I mean, we're we're 20 minutes from multiple waterfalls, beautiful hiking trails, um, you know, state parks, one of the biggest state parks in Tennessee is there. Um, yeah, it's just a great place to be outside. And, you know, I think that's our vision for people is to really experience peace in nature and outdoors, uh, you know, relax. So that, that's kind of, that's kind of our view and our vision for the, the next properties we do as well. That's beautiful. What does that mean for you? when you see that, like, when you see your kids push through that barrier and push through and experience that change, what does that mean for you as a, as a father? You know, I think, you know, parenting is, is tough. It's hard. I love, I love our boys with all my heart, but there's many times where I'm like, man, am I failing? Am I, am I doing am I doing this right? <laughs> you know, I think there's many times as parents where you're, you're struggling to, to know if you're doing things the right way. And it's moments like that where I see, you know, I make, I make them come out of their comfort zone and I push them a little bit and, you know, to see them break through, it, it really just, it makes me feel good that, okay, they're, they're learning something from me. I'm passing something on to them. Um, you know, and I think it's important for everyone to, especially these days to, to realize how, how much we're, you know, we have things pulling at us. We have ads pulling at us and screens and shows and, and things in social media that's always pulling at us for our attention. Um, you know, and I, I think every time we go out there, it's just a perfect reminder for me as a father that my kids are also pulling for my attention and that I can put those things away and, you know, just just watching them. I mean, it, it would have been so easy for me to miss that moment, I think, um, you know, if I'm on my phone browsing or if I'm off, you know, worrying about something else. But it, it was a moment that I got to just watch. And, and I mean, it changed it changed my life you know, from that moment, it changed my view of, of the coal mine and, and what that property could be and, and what properties can be for other people as well. Like you mentioned earlier, like, I think, I think people, a big part of it is to figure out your why, you know, figure out what is it that makes you want to do this. Um, if it's to be financially stable and to, to grow a career, that's awesome. Like you can do that. Um, I think there's a, there's people that kind of want to do both. They want to take it and be able to build something financially, but also have a place for themselves as well, which I think is really cool. Like if you can have a rental that pays the bills and makes you a little bit of money, but then you can go and enjoy it yourself. Yeah. That's going to change your mindset. That's going to change everything you do in the future. It's going to change how you design it. Um, yeah, and, it, and it, it, I think it changes your legacy as well, because you may have it in the future. You might have kids in the future. You know, you may want to pass it on to someone else. Um, yeah, and I think those are, th those are things that, 
that are important to think about when you, uh, you know, are looking at properties. You know, if you find an old fishing cabin or if you find a, <laughs> a vacant lot, you know, um, yeah. That... I was having a discussion with one of our investors and he, we were talking about, he's, he's already ready on for a, for a second unit. And he was talking about other people that he might want to bring in and partner with. And he was discussing with me on exactly what you were, you were mentioning, the why. And I think it's important to really dissect that for yourself. And we were going back and forth and he wanted to possibly invest with this guy with me. And this might be a... tough opinion to push out there but I don't think someone should do this with money being the leading force not because it's not going to be profitable but if you figure out a why that's not money it will influence the property to make more money yeah that's that's a great In this that's a great way to look at that for sure. Um, because I genuinely think that every time a guest goes there, they feel the energy that you've put into a, your property. They feel the design. They feel how curated this is. They feel that this is not, you're not setting this up as an Airbnb, but as a place for you and your family. And I think that is felt by guests. And I think that the properties that we have, again, the properties that we have, done with the mindset of oh we just want to cash flow this don't cash flow as well as the properties that we say we're going to design this and curate this as an experience for us and for for even if you design it with the thought process of i'm going to design this for short-term rental not thinking i'm going to design this to maximize revenue but design it with the thought i'm going to maximize the experience i'm going to maximize the the feeling guests have, I, I'm going to maximize when the guest comes in, I want them to come in through this entrance. It's, yeah. it's the little things that, that it's, I don't know, it's, for me, it's a different mindset. And I think it's important, at least when the investors we were working with, it's important to whoever your team is when you start this venture has that same mindset has that concept of we're doing this to offer this experience for this type of guest to come in and almost to choose your demographic choose your guest and and curate it for that and so it was it was interesting to to dissect the thought process behind the why for us yeah and have it not stem not be the viewpoint of I'm going to maximize this for profits, but maximize for the experience, which in turn will maximize for profits. Absolutely. And that, I think what you said is spot on. I, I'm always shocked at some of the reviews we get in. We have a little, we have a little book that people can leave notes in at the cabin. And one of my favorite things is to read that book because people say, they say things like, man, we can feel the love in this cabin. Like every inch is thoughtful. Like things like that mean a lot because we did put so much time and thought in every little decision. And, and you're totally right. If it's, if it's just an investment, you're, you're an investor, you're taking a property, you're trying to build it up and sell it real quick. Yeah, you're going to make different decisions. You know, you're probably not going to make the right decisions. It's probably not going to be as prof profitable. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing. I, I think that is one of the reasons we stay booked up and the reviews come in like they do um, because it you can feel that. You can feel the purpose behind it um, and you can feel yeah. the why. Absolutely. I want to switch gears here and I come from a very similar background from you actually. I, I come from a marketing background, photography, videography. I've been doing photos and videos for over a decade now. And I can, I can tell you from personal experience how important. So I switched gears. I was in marketing for 10 years. And then I was like, I want to get into real estate. I want to get into, start into, into this experiential travel game. And I, was, I, 
took a step back and I was like, ah, oh, that sucks though. Like I just spent a decade doing marketing and now none of the things I'm doing translate to this. And it wasn't till recently where I realized that every single thing I learned from photo and video has compounded. And Alex Ramosi says the SMP, oh, SME 500, and you're investing in yourself. Talk to me a little bit about how your insight and expertise in the photo and video realm has translated into Colmont Cabins. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, having that background, I think first is understanding the importance of it. You know, I think there's too many times where, um, especially I can see in the Airbnb market, uh, short-term vacation rental market where people rush into it. Like, you know, I get it. Like you got a property, uh, maybe you're doing a remodel real fast and like, gosh, sometimes furnishing these things is a, such a pain. It's, it's, there's so many little decisions like you have to make on the design, on the types of towels and the bed sheets and, you know, all the little things. So there's a lot of time, uh, that's kind of hanging in the balance and, you know, meanwhile you're losing money, you know? Um, but I think so many times, um, those things get rushed and, and it's so important not to rush them. And part of that's the marketing. Um, I, I don't think that you should rush to get your property going until you have content, until you have the right photos that really sell the experience. Um, you know, you got one shot to put it out there for the first time, you know, and it, it's not, not that it'll make or break you, but it's definitely going to kind of set the standard. All right. Th this is the price point or th this is the demand right out of the gate. Um, I, I always think it's very important to put your best foot forward. So in, when it comes to photo and video work, um, you know, we, we always want our best work out there. And it's the same when, when you have an Airbnb, you want, you want your best photos out there. You want, you want to try to translate that experience through photos and video. It's hard to do, but, um, you know, that, that's, that's what we want to do. And that's what we try to do and strive to do. So, you know, all times of the day, let's, let's try to show photos of all times of the day, you know, try to get some lifestyle, um, shots of people actually experiencing it. You know, what, what, what would your clients, your perfect clients be? Who would they be? You know? So we, I remember we would do uh, content shoots where we would take couples out and have them, you know, we'd photograph them. Um, not long after we had people asking to do weddings out there. So people mm -hmm. have actually gotten married on that little deck out in front of the 400 square foot coal <laughs> So, um, and it's, and it's cool because, um, yeah, we, we've through, through how you market th that's going to gain that the people that you, that you want, you know, the people that is the perfect fit. And, um, you, you kind of find out quickly, like who's going to rent your space. And that should guide kind of the content you do forward after that. You know, we, we had so many anniversaries and we still to this day, we get every once in a while we'll get weddings. Uh, we have honeymoons and anniversaries and we're like, all right, this is like, this is the cabin of love here. All of a sudden, you know, we like people <laughs> want to get away and they want to relax the two of them. And so a lot of the things, so what we did after that was we developed a romance package. So they can add on this romance package. We'll put petal, rose petals out for them. Um, you know, they'll have flowers on the bed, a uh, bottle of champagne or wine. And, you know, they'll get to experience, you know, something a little bit more. Uh, but, you know, when, then we market that. So, yeah, I think, I think keeping that in mind with your photo and video work is, is important. Always keeping that ideal client um, in mind. Who's going to rent my space? Well, that should guide what you shoot. And that's, that's always been our approach. I love that. That takes us right to the, to the next segment of booking channels. What booking channels are you on? What's the occupancy rate? And then what uh, booking, like, uh, where do you get most of your bookings? So right now we are 99% Airbnb. Um, we 
started, we knew that, all right, we just want to get on Airbnb. Our previous uh, properties, they were 100% Airbnb. This one, we knew we wanted to start there and then see how we could expand. Well, it's been doing so well on Airbnb. Uh, we we kind of said, all right, let's 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 start a Verbo account. We had done that before with another property. Um, see how well it does. Um, we just still, we had so much momentum through Airbnb. I know their percentages are higher. So um, we are actually actively looking at options to do our own bookings. So that is going to come. Um, but we have a 90% occupancy rate. Um, That's beautiful. We have a great nightly rate. The other 10%, it's honestly more like 100 because the other 10%, like I said, we, we try to bless people with. We try to give it away. Or our family goes like, oh, it's open this day. Let's head over there. You know, it's an hour away. So, um, yeah, so it's 90 to 100% occupied. It's doing so well on Airbnb. We do want to kind of do our own bookings um, in the near future and kind of open up some maybe additional things because like you said, like the experience is huge there. You've got the water, you've got things to do, places to go. I think, I think having our own booking platform to really be able to add some additional fun things to do, uh, maybe even on the property is, is something that we're, uh, talking about. So yeah, right now it's mostly Airbnb and it's been good. It's incredible. I call them the dream team because it's the, lifeblood behind the organization it's the people that just keep it keep the property going cleaning handyman on-site manager who's your dream team yeah so our dream team is uh we so through our photography business we have someone in our office uh who autumn and she handles uh, a lot of our she handles our messages our bookings um our calendar uh, all the corresponding between our cleaner and landscaper um, she really is, she does such an amazing job. Um, you need someone who really knows how to communicate. Um, and she's that person. She does such a great job. Um, and then, you know, these small towns are hard. Sometimes they're hard to find people, you know, uh, it's very rural. It's, it's, um, it's an, an approach that we've taken is because we go out there so much and we spend time there it's been easy for us to kind of get to know people. Like we talk to our neighbors, we talk to so-and-so down the road who owns the market. Like we try to, you know, we don't want to just have a property in a random town. Like we want to know people, like we want to know the town. We want to know who, who are the people that are there and how do they see the town and how do they see our property even? And what do they think about it? And, you know, be a part of the community. What's that? Be a part of the community. Yeah, we, we, tr we want to be a part of the community. And the great thing is, like, they send you people. They're like, hey, so-and-so can clean that place for you. What do you think? And so um, just through that, we've gotten to know people. And we we that's how we got a, a cleaner there who's been phenomenal. So um, our coordinator, office coordinator, our cleaner, and our landscaper, who's also kind of a handyman. Those That's our dream team. Um, you know, and I think it's important that all of those people be a little flexible and from time to time, you know, reward them for that flexibility. If, if they got to hop over there at a random time, like, Hey, you know, here, here's a little bit of money to, to, you know, help you out. I, I appreciate you going and checking the electrical or whatever's going on, you know? Um, yeah, I, I think you do need a small, you know, you need a dream team. You need people who can, who can be there for you in emergencies and, um, it, it's good when they can kind of take on multiple roles as well. Um, mm -hmm. People, especially if you get these properties way out, if they live close by or even live on property, I think is super important. Um, uh, yeah. So that, that's our dream team and, and who we've got and it's, it's, they've been great. I love that. I love that. One of my favorite segments is, uh, I don't know what to call it yet but it's basically the things that your guests ask for and maybe I call it compromises, but it's things that have been brought up by guests that you were like, okay, yes, let's implement this. Let's change that. And then things that got brought up by guests that you were like, absolutely not. This was designed that way and I will not cave and I will not fall to peer pressure. Uh, TV being one of them, for example. <laughs> It, are there other things 
Do you have an example of things that you have compromised with and said, yes, we should definitely add that, and then things that you pushed back on with guests? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think the... I think the main thing has been, you know, having a TV in the space. Uh, that was that was one of the main things we just, you know, we're we're kind of forward about it. Like, no, we we won't have a TV there, you know. Um, not not to, you know, we could have another property, maybe the cottage or another property that that has a TV in it. Maybe it's a different experience, you know. Maybe maybe we gear it towards a, a certain uh, client, but you know, especially for us wanting to go there and enjoy it, we said, all right. I don't want the kids turning that TV on. I don't even want it to be a temptation. And um, it's it's just great to disconnect. So that was one thing. Um, you know, we've we've had maybe mentions of, you know, maybe doing the shower differently. We but we're in such a tight space. You know, it's it's um, you know, it, it was really tough in certain spots to get it to work. You know, um, so. Yeah, we, we haven't had any major suggestions. Um, let me think here. Um, we, we've had people mention maybe wanting to fish. So, um, you know, that we don't have fishing poles on site, like they can fish. But, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe in the future we would talk about having fishing poles available if they wanted. So, and having all the fishing gear, which... We don't have now, but that's something that has been brought up. So um, I think we're always open to, to different ideas. I love when people suggest things and, um, and you know, want to bring things to as ideas. I think it's fun and, you know, get, gets the wheels turning. Um, yep. But we've never had any, like, all right, you should do this or, you know. You know um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have a, one of our tiny homes has a loft and doesn't have a, a shade on the uh, window on the loft and we get reviews saying that oh it'd be it would be great if there was a shade we refuse absolutely oh, yeah. not we want people to wake up with the sun and it's something that we will like we like full-heartedly admit it's on our listing we say there's no shade in the loft this is on purpose like if you if this is a deal breaker for you then don't like book our, our <laughs> tiny home so i i love i love those little things that like I don't know. It, it's the things that you don't that make it yours and make it not a a, a rental. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, man. So we kind of got into it earlier. Uh, it's called experiential travel because I I do think that we're offering a place that's not just a place to to rest your head. You mentioned the story about your kids, which which was just so lovely. Uh, is there and if there's not, I love your story with uh, your kids. Uh, is there another story with guests, perhaps, that kind of reminds you why you did what you did and the, and the experience that you're offering and how beneficial it is to people to have this experience? Is there a, uh, a story that kind of resonates with you regarding that? Yeah, you know, I think there's just a – there's a, there's several stories that kind of meld together and it, it's, um, it has, it has really been the people we've been able to share the property with, you know, at no charge and just said like, Hey, we want to give you guys a weekend out there, you know, and, um, for people to go and experience and shed a tear with, I mean, it's pretty special. And I think, um, that's something that, that we always want to do with our properties. Um, you know, and I, and I think, you know, we had some people that were going through cancer, like I mentioned, and we, we sent them out there and, um, we got to do a, um, a teacher giveaway at our school. And, and actually, you know what, I'll talk about that because that was kind of a, a fun thing that we came up with at, at our boys school. We, uh, we came up with a little comment uh, box on our website and we said um, what we would like every, everyone from the school it can be the kids or the parents is we want you to go to the website and we want you to say something great about one of the teachers at school and every time you mention a teacher the teacher gets um, one, a, a chance to have a two-night stay at the cabin and so oh, awesome. what happened is the that. whole school ends up just 
flooding the comments with these beautiful words for all the teachers at our school. And just, I mean, it gives me chills thinking about like, you know, when we go to school and the teachers like say, hey, that was like the most amazing thing is like, I, you know, I had, I had parents saying things to me that I didn't know. I had students who are, are now like talking to me more and kind of opening up. Um, and it was just cool uh, to see all those teachers, you know, get all that love. So it was almost like there was a winner and she was super thankful, but, uh, it was also a way to like bless the whole school. All the teachers kind of got to feel some of the love. So, um, I think, I think there's ways to do that. You know, um, when we, when we started the cabin, um, we also did a similar thing on social media where we said, we want you to nominate a person who deserves a stay. And if you want to share their story, why they deserve it, put it, put it on a post. And we just, we actually, that's how we started this list of like, we call it like a needs list of like people who need a stay. And we started, we created this list based on just like our first post announcing um, that we were, you know, giving away a weekend and the stories that we had coming in and the people we, we saw um, who, who could really use a stay, um, it's been great. And we just kind of keep going down that list. But those are some of the cool things you're able to do with a, with a change your mindset on, on your why. That's beautiful, man. I, I love that story with the, the teachers. I want to do something like that. that oh, I, when, you were, when you were explaining that, it inspired me to think of, like, what can I do to give back to – to the community and to give back to the just what what when you get impacted by the experience there's something that happens i think that you innately say okay i other people need to experience this other people need to have the feeling that i had I'll tell you, the first time I stayed in an Airstream in the middle of nowhere, the experience I had doing that was life-changing. And so uh, I knew that when I stayed there, I said I wanted to give – I wanted to create these properties so that I can give the same the, the same type of experience that I had when I first stayed there. So I think it's beautiful what you're doing, man. Uh, where can people find you? So yeah, we're uh, the ColmontCabin.com, and then uh, Instagram is at ColmontCabin. I love it, Ryan. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. And uh, I look forward to possibly one day, maybe maybe making up a trip to uh, Tennessee and and come seeing you in person. Yeah, that sounds great, Lex. I appreciate you having me.